Welcome aboard the Ark. You're listening to The 100 Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. I'm Dan, your mountain man, and today I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga. Hey, everybody. Today we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 6, entitled Bitter Harvest. Spoiler warning, there is, in fact, a bitter harvest that happens in this episode. It's not much of a spoiler for the title. <laughs> All right, we're on Skype again, you know, it can't be helped, but nobody complained last week, so I take that as a sign of we were okay sounding, and you actually have a better mic this week, so hopefully mm -hmm. that will also help. Yes. Uh, so what are you thinking about this here Bitter Harvest? Well, I think this episode was necessary, mm -hmm. first of all. So I'm pleased with the emotional development that we have, mm. and... You told me that some people called this episode filler. Yeah. I I so strongly disagree with that. Just because we didn't have too much, quote, action, I think that it, it, it was still just insanely, insanely poignant. Mm. And I think finally, I don't know about you, but finally I am really on board with this. Um, city of Light. City, thank you. Yeah. The City of Light plot. It's what we thought would happen with Raven. I mean, we knew that last week, but it, it's just, it's scary. It feels threatening, and I'm just really excited to see where the whole Polis Polaris thing goes. Yeah, I, I should say, because I probably have been the, the more negative one of the two of us, I I was totally on board with the City of Light stuff this week. I thought, you're, I totally agree with the, the twist of connecting it to Polis was great. And yeah, so I thought the City of Light stuff actually worked really well, and for the first time in maybe ever, I was fully on board with that plotline. Um, I still, it still kind of bums me out that we don't see anything from Raven about what she thinks about everything else, but like it makes more sense now because she's like involved in the City of Light in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I thought the the Gala stuff was good, the Jasper stuff was good, Abby stuff was like all that. There was en there's enough characters that I, we care about now involved in this that it doesn't feel like some weird separate thing in the same mm -hmm. way. It seems like something creeping, a cancer creeping further and further through our characters. And yeah, I mean, Abby, she feels like uh, someone who has been a bit repetitive this yeah. season. You know, mm -hmm. her storylines over and over, more, more of the same. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, she's still the, the character we know. Like, this makes sense for why how Abby would act like skeptical yeah. about this but now she's involved in a plot finally yeah that actually is important exactly <laughs> you know, like... yeah instead of just being like kane you lead i don't <laughs> like it anymore yeah. um i'm the doctor <laughs> like, yeah i think the... Still the doctor yeah but... i think that works i do want to go back to what you were saying with the filler stuff as far as um I wouldn't call it filler at all, and I do want to say I think that when I saw people calling it filler, it was like two-thirds of the way through the episode. It was when I was live-tweeting, and so it was probably before the Monroe thing and the Polaris thing. Mm. Um, but I would call it transitional more than filler in that, mm. like, in a, like you said, necessary, but yes, it is sort of like we're bringing you, this is the point between points. Uh, of like major consequence and we've had so many episodes in a row now where like major major things happened that this was more transitional was more character based overall I, I do want to say um, I thought this episode was kind of a mixed bag I am getting more and more disenchanted with the Pike Bellamy whatever you want to call that storyline uh, the fact that it's it's not just it's I don't really want to go super into the Bellamy stuff again right now. I feel like I need to sort of decompress on it and think a little bit more. But um, 
the fact that it's now spreading to like Monty and stuff too, and I I do feel like even though I can somewhat justify some of Bellamy's things or like un- not justify but like understand that mm-hmm. it that it, it's just too messy, it's too fast paced, and it just it just feels like a mess, and like I I don't know. <laughs> For for the Monty, I, I definitely agree. It, it feels messy. Yeah. I still think it's the consequences of them just rushing it. Yeah. And now where where the fans are, where the viewers are in their minds, is is behind yeah. where the show is. Yeah. But I think it's now on us to have to catch up to their mindset. Because, you know, they already messed up. But yeah. now for us to actually at least try to enjoy it, we have to... We have to put in that effort. It's not easy. I don't always feel yeah. it either, by the way. But Monty is almost going through what I would have expected Bellamy to go through on so screen. It's interesting that you say that because I totally disagree. Um, okay. I think he's doing exactly what happened with Bellamy. I think it's incredibly rushed again. I don't think he... Like, for me to to feel what you were saying, it would have had to... Be, like, we didn't have a Monty storyline this episode. Like, if he had, like, a whole C-plot or B-plot, then I'd agree with you. But instead, he gets, like, was in the background of scenes and suddenly was go, was going with guns to attack this village. I felt like it was exactly, like, what happened with Bellamy. Um... And yes, there's like some you can there's like subtext and like a few shots of him him looking a certain way or the way he looks at his mom or whatever. But there is no way in the forefront, and I I just it isn't enough for me to like like I feel like Bellamy from the beginning has been a flawed person who makes mistakes. Monty, I feel like is a good person, <laughs> and yeah. so like it really I really don't think that they and that's the thing. So I'd agree with you about Bellamy that in some ways we have to just accept they kind of screwed up and let's just take it from here. The problem is it feels like they're continuing to screw up by adding in people like Monty and like it's you know. Yeah, uh, no, it, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. It, kind of what I'm leaning towards more is that I think that the Monty storyline mm-hmm. is going to come after. I, I hope so. Um, I really hope so too. Yeah. Um, I don't want them if they also rush him and put put him on the same level as Bellamy after this. Yeah. I will I will eat my words from this podcast. You know, like yeah. that I mean, I will feel very wronged yeah. as well. But... Well, I, I guess that for me, what what's happened with with Monty so far is what happened with Bellamy in that first episode. Uh, so, like, not once he's already done the massacre, but as far as how people already felt betrayed and it was overly rushed with his motivations in episode, what was it, four, right? When he mm-hmm. went with the gun, where he was going to help Pike and go with the guns, and we didn't know if they were going to do the massacre yet, but we were already, people were like, he's gone too far because he was agreeing to do this. Um, and Monty's done exactly the same thing. He took the guns and he went to go potentially massacre a bunch of civilians. Like, it, so, in my opinion, it's already rushed. Yeah. Uh, so like yeah i see what you're saying i feel like they can sort of fix it but like it's just and, and again i don't want to act like this episode was terrible right? like, there's a lot of great stuff i thought the, i think the clark stuff is great i agree the city of light stuff is better than ever but yeah there are some issue points for me yeah um, i mean the more i see it is like oh he went on with it because of his mom and yeah. he wanted to be with his mom and if she thinks it's right then okay but there's like at least i read some in the performance yeah not so much in the writing yeah, yeah in the performance i saw like the hesitation the doubt well yeah i, I certainly i think the actor did as much as he could to yes. add subtext and stuff like that into the performance and to sort of get you on board and i think you're supposed to 
get that he's doing it because of the we're get we're kind of jumping ahead but like as far as the whole food debate about we need the food that that is also supposed to be the motivation and he was from farm nowhere that's the other thing that i feel like was really rushed that's Um, i agree with that like i would have liked to hear that yeah back when kane and abby were leaders you know, um, I would have liked to hear them be like, well, we need this truce, we need this alliance because yeah. they can supply us with food. I That was my first reaction, too. Um, on rewalking it, they're specifically calling out that the destruction of Mount Weather means that they don't have as much food as they thought they were. So uh-huh. that at least a little bit fixes some things. It still feels like it should have come up like last episode or whatever, or mm-hmm. episode four. But I'm, let's let's dial back a little bit and try to get into yeah, the recap. Yeah, sorry, we, we totally <laughs> jumped ahead. There's yeah. a lot to say about this episode. Um, you're skipping in and out a tiny bit, so if that does happen, guys, it's just very minor, it seems like. But I apologize if it gets really bad. We'll make sure to restart the call, but Skype is Skype. Um, but you seem like, I think you've been fine, mostly. Let's get into the recap. So Clark and Lexa, uh, Clark is drawing Lexa as she sleeps. In a very romantic scene. La la. <laughs> I, I like, I really like when they ever, they remind us that Clark likes to draw. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great way to, you know, both show a little more for you, her humanity again and uh, do a nice little shipping thing there too. I thought that was nice. When was the last time that we saw Clark draw? Was was it back in with Finn? Um, no, no, no. She, she remember, uh, the last time I remember is Dante giving her, like, art supplies. Right, in that right, weather. right, right. Yeah. So she only draws around people who are morally complex <laughs> and do awful things. <laughs> sure. Um, so, uh, Lexa's having a nightmare. Um, she gets dreams from the past commanders. Uh, another thing that sort of reminded me of Avatar Last Airbender. Uh, and she's getting a warning that she feels like she's betraying their legacy, uh, and Clark is saying it's not betrayal, your you know, legacy is going to be peace if you go through with this. And so, I, I guess before we get to the Emerson stuff, I do want to say, uh, they kind of jumped a little bit of time here, it seems like, as far as Lexa, you know, issued the blood must not have blood thing, and apparently somehow Pike heard about this, like, I don't know if they had a meeting or something, it felt like a kind of a strange time jump for me. Um, I, I noticed something. I was like, oh, they're aware. But I I feel like they were aware because they didn't attack. Yeah. I was like, well. Well, but Bellamy specifically heard blood must, like, spouted blood must not have blood. Yeah. So maybe, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this was another one of those things hmm. where it's like, I thought that the Clark and Lexa plot was great, but it also felt like it was weirdly, um, shoving the more important things of reacting to the massacre a little bit to the side Mm. even though it's connected here thematically and everything um it felt a little bit strange to me but i I still love the so we get into emerson here titus brings him a gift from roan who i miss by the way yeah Um, oh i'm excited for when we see him again i I think we're gonna see him again i hope so yeah so, you know, Ty, uh, Emerson tries to attack Clark, but, you know, he ends up being restrained. Clark's all freaked out. We move that over. That was scary. That was scary. I think Emerson did a fantastic job this episode. I did not expect to see this, like, wild, feral yeah. man <laughs> who's who's been so traumatized and yeah. done some trauma himself. Yeah. You know what's funny is he kind of reminds me of Clark from the beginning of the season. Um, oh. You know, you said feral, and I was like, oh, yeah, remember that? <laughs> remember her <laughs> yeah. jumping out at Lexa? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ooh. 
that is a really good um comparison and it makes sense for later of like them playing off each other yeah totally okay (laughs) nice job dan i never thought of that (laughs) thank you um all right so then we go over to hannah and uh her little soldier people and they're collecting soil and water samples i never thought that the farm station part of this would actually be important but you know (laughs) it's interesting I like the fact that it's important. Yeah. There's continuity in the background of the characters in that yeah. case. Yeah. So Octavia's sort of spying on them. She's talking with Kane on a little earpiece. Uh, and then the grounder kid ends up seeing Hannah. And Hannah wants to kill him because, you know, he can't tell his people what's going on. Um, so do you, have any, do you have feelings about Hannah? How are you feeling about how sort of cutthroat she is? And Man... I I think she's a wonderfully complex character, and mm. a lot of people are jumping to hate her. Yeah, I think too soon. Mm. I think because the fact is, we we've known that she's capable of cruelty from the very first time we saw her. Yeah. When Pike announced like we kill grounders, and then she goes like hua with yeah. everybody else, <laughs> and Monty it scares Monty. Mm. And then she sees this kid, and her first thing is like a small hesitant wave, like the way. That's like her mothering side. That's her. That's a child. It's mm. innocent. But then it comes flooding back of, no, we need to do what's best for our people. Mm. We've been so and messed you have... up by the grounders that yeah. then that wins out. I think it's in in just a few glances at her mm. that we've had, the few glances at her we've had, she's had so much complexity. Mm. I, I think he, that she, much like Pike, is a complicated one in that, like, it is just viscerally my gut reaction to hate her and to feel like she's simplistic because she's so intensely against these people. But, you know, she we did have the whole story about what happened to her husband. Um, and and she, unlike Bellamy, it, it, you know, actually hasn't had positive interactions with the Grouters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, she... She's a hard one for me to to connect with, but I do think that writing wise, they've done their due diligence to a degree. Um, and uh, you're right that I think the acting is is solid. Uh, yeah, I yeah. just for me, I think she has a more likely redemption story mm. than Pike does. Yeah. And even that aside, I I think it would still be interesting if Monty, if there's a storyline of like Monty trying to redeem her. Yeah. But not being able to succeed. Yeah, yeah. Like, either way, I, I see... Obvi- I think she'll be C-plot most of the time. Mm. But even so, I I see that just ba- from the basis of this character, good things, interesting things, not yeah. good, but interesting <laughs> things are capable of being produced. Yeah, I personally, I feel like Hannah and Monty deserve at this point to be at least B-tier. And they really have been mostly C-tier. And um, I, I hope that that doesn't stay that way. I definitely agree. Yeah. I, I hope I hope that's true, but I I, yeah. I don't have... This is where I don't have a lot of confidence yeah. in the writing. That this is what fans want to see, or at least some fans yeah. want to see. And not everything has to be about shipping. <laughs> yeah. So Octavia ends up saving the kid. There's a whole thing. So there, there's it was this like poisonous sap or something. I don't really. I mean, this is mm-hmm. what comeback comes back later. I, I was I when it first happened, I was like, am I supposed to already like know what this is? It seemed like something we might have seen before, but I don't think so, right? Yeah, I was trying to think back to season one. Yeah. And I couldn't remember, so I was just willing to accept like, oh, okay, this is um, 
a feature uh, of the Yeah, run. this is part of the environment. But yeah. the thing is, we haven't really seen the environment attacking them since Season 1. Yeah, especially since we ended up finding out the fog wasn't the environment and was the Mount Weather. Exactly, um, exactly. So... It, mm. It's interesting, because it, my first thought was uh, Hunger Games. I was like, are there going to be Tracker Jackers up there or something? like? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was something involved with, like, bugs or something, but, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I understood that it was sap. Yeah. It looks it looked very sap-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like that it had relevance later, yeah. but this is where... I mean, it hasn't been necessary to the plot, but it's just another, like, convenient... Mm. Thing. Like like I said, I like it when they have the background building, yeah, world building, and then it is we're reminded yeah. of the world building. And here it's like, oh, uh, we kind of built it yeah. up, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was fine in my opinion, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't really have that much hate on it. It made yeah. sense. I was kind of expecting to see Octavia go and kill a bunch of them, which I was a little disappointed, but it was probably the right choice for her not to be ready to kill Sky Crew yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Alright, so we go over to the med bay. Abby's checking out Raven. So we find out I was wrong. Le- the leg doesn't work. It's just that the pain is gone. So that makes more sense. Um, Did, I can't remember if I agreed with you about that or... I think we were just both kind of a little bit confused. Yeah. Um, oh, that's because she, like, kind of took confident steps. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm kind but of... I, I prefer this. Yeah, yeah. This make, Well, it makes more sense with what we assume the City of Light is as far as, like, uploading your consciousness to a cloud of some kind. And so it's like... You're disconnected from your body. Right. Um, right. Whereas if it actually fixed the body, that would be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, it'd be more complicated than what we thought. Yeah. Um, so I prefer this. Yeah. I like, and I like that they clarified this with Abby. Yeah. And basically, she clears her for work. She's worried about it. That's pretty much what the scene's about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Kane and Miller working together to find out what Pike's doing. I do really appreciate the amount that Miller has been elevated in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I think that that was great, great thing, and I hope it continues. I'm scared about them elevating Miller. Mm. <laughs> I think this means that something bad is going to happen to Miller by the mm. end of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, hopefully we don't lose both Lincoln and Miller. That would be a problem. Yeah. Um, but I hope I'm wrong because yeah. I really like Miller. But I see bad things happening to yeah. him in the future. Yeah, I do want to point out, I was seeing a bunch of people say they're putting all the people of color on the bad person side, and I was like, are you just completely forgetting about Miller? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, it's... And Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they were saying, oh, and they were acting like, they were like, all the bad people, all the people of color are on the bad person side, or in, a, in jail, or addicted to drugs, because they were talking about Raven, and I'm like, I mean, I, I guess I get where, like, the pain people feel are, is coming from, but, like... I just think they're writing stories, and there's a lot of people of color in these. It's not like Clark is... I mean, Clark's doing a little bit better right now, but, like, in general, her life hasn't been good. Yeah. Nobody in this universe is without shittiness happening to them. And I don't think things look good for Kane right now. No, no. They have definitely figured out that things are... And things are going to be bad for Kane. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is a consequence of having complex characters who behave... Like in any world, world, like in the real world, (laughs) you can't really, for the most part, say someone is evil or someone is good, you know, like obviously exceptions. But so I don't know. I think I think that's silly because what this show is so successful at is showing 
the reality of how people react differently. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I don't think that Pike is a bad representation of black characters. He's quote unquote the villain, I suppose, but he feels justified and he's intelligent and like he's and he's strong. I I don't think, and it's not like last year our villains are two white guys. So I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and then we have Indra, who is like yeah. She can be so unlikable in so many ways. Like, you want her to be a mother figure for Octavia, but she kind of keeps pushing her away, too. Yeah. So it's like, well, Indra is flawed, but we don't call her bad. And yeah, yeah, so what? I I think people are. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. And I also. This way. You You can't really have it both ways where you say, like, we want to have diversity, but exclusively having positive things happen to them and their heroes all the time and exactly, all their all their relationships work out like kind of mary sue like yeah i i do think i also want to point out i don't think jaha is a bad representation yes he's quote unquote, like he's taken in by the city of light or whatever but like he's not an evil person uh no. and he's at this point he's brainwashed so like i don't know yeah i don't know then again of course i am coming from this I, I've, I'm coming this from the perspective of a white female. Like, yeah. you know, I, I part of this maybe isn't um, for me to say. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I so, agree. so you know, if if anyone has feedback on how this makes them feel, if if you feel more of a relationship, like closely of of not having a lot of representation of yourself on TV, and then you might associate with someone on this show, and yeah. then bad things happen to them. I'd love to hear what you have to say, how this, like, puts yeah. you in, what am I trying to, like, puts how them is... in your shoes, or yeah. you in their shoes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't know how to use this phrase correctly for this. So, Miller is hiding bugs in the <laughs> war room. Oh, remember, that's how this whole yeah. tangent started? Yeah. Uh, and Kane is distracting Pike with questions so that Miller can do this. He talks with the City of Light, and Pike's like, I don't care, Abby can deal with that shit. And um, then they talk about the interned grounders. Kane wants them to be at least be able to be sent home, even if they're not going to help them. And so Bellamy, unfortunately, is the one to say they'll tell their people uh, what they know about us. Like, we can't risk that. More upsetting things. <laughs> I know that's upsetting. Yeah. But he's all, this is what I mean. Like, he's already on that side. He's going to be thinking like this. Yeah. So this makes sense with where yeah. his character is now. Yeah. So Jaha's giving out more of the pill things. Jasper's watching with interest. Abby's like saying, like, let me figure it out before you go and do that. Um, it's interesting how they're building up Abby's connection with a lot of these kids. Um, just because she hadn't spent that much time. Like, actually, actually ever... No, she hadn't ever had a scene with Jasper before this season. But they seem like they're really, really quickly forming a bond here. Huh. Because he was in Mount Weather all last season. Oh, Yeah. 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 Just interesting. Hmm. I mean, I, I guess I get in that, like, he's a doctor, he's in pain kind of idea. But they don't seem to have psychologists in here. <laughs> they should maybe get they on should, that. They should have those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, even, at this point, even the psychologist would be messed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, since the beginning of the season, I kinda, and we already saw there, like, Abby is so caring. Mm-hmm. And because her own child isn't there, yeah, yeah, I feel like part of that is these are the kids, no longer kids, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that she, they're her that, her do- that Clark was with. So now she's kind of like trying to care for them. And yeah, 
more so even because of Raven, because of Clark. Yeah. And the, all of their relationships. Totally. Um, so Pike is planning. He's li- They're being listened in by Kane and Octavia with the bug now. Um, he wants to clear all this land, start planting food. Monty's worried about the village in the way. Belle is too. And he's so this is when we find out that with the loss of Matt Weather, we'll be starving in less than a year. So, again, at least they pointed out, because Matt Weather clearly had a ton of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and that probably made it so that it wasn't an issue. Now, the complicated thing here is that um, if Kane was still in charge, he would just tell Lexa, hey, we don't have any food, can you help us out? And I'm sure Lexa would have helped them out. Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> I guess you can't do that anymore. I-, I think people, I don't know if people would argue that they probably still could try to because she isn't attacking them, but obviously Pike wouldn't think that they could. But, uh, what, I mean, I guess I'm trying to think about from Monty's perspective, like, I might try to argue, hey, Lexa probably would help us out, but... I think that they know that the new policy, Sky yeah. Crew policy... I mean, Titus announced we're... Not Titus, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I, I glanced at the outline yeah. that caught my eye. Pike <laughs> announced that we are no longer part of the coalition. Lexa's coalition. Yeah. So everybody knows they're not part of the coalition. And, and yet... Clark is in the ambassador still. (laughs) Uh, Doubtful. Who knows? At this point, she's like Lexa's toy. um, (laughs) I mean, that's what Lexa would want. Um, (laughs) Moving on. No, I was in the middle of something before you totally distracted. Sorry. So everybody knows the byline of the chancellor Mm. is that they are not part of this coalition to say so to suggest that they should go to her for help that's like traitorous yeah 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 it makes sense yeah i would say monty is loyal and if this is i mean again they voted for pike yeah yeah so you know even if monty didn't vote for pike they're still he's his mother did yeah and I will say I at least like that Hannah actually thinks that, you know, while we took out the fighters, we probably won't have any resistance. Uh, You know, Monty rebuts that. It's like the grounders don't resist anyway. But Mm -hmm. uh, at least she's not in her head isn't like we're going to go murder everybody necessarily Mm -hmm. unless we have to. Mm -hmm. Because that's in her head. It's like, well, if they resist, we have no choice. Um, So you're right that there are layers there. So, you know, Pike's just... Basically, we leave that scene with, you know, fight for your home or starve to death. Um, It's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have had to be this way if he didn't go massacre everybody, but okay. Well, I agree with that, obviously, (laughs) but a little too late. (laughs) That ship has sailed. Yeah. All right, so in the throne room, Titus and Lex are arguing. Um, Titus thinks that Emerson should die for his crimes. Clark agrees. Uh, Lexa kind of points out the um, hypocrisy there of, you know, blood must have not have blood when it's my people who bleed, but when it's your people, you want revenge. And so they leave it with Clark must make the choice here uh, since the crime is against Sky Crew, banishment or death by cuts. Anything else you want to say there? I kind of forgot about the whole death by cuts. Oh, yeah. Until I was reminded of it and I was like, right, that's how they were going to kill Finn. And Clark thought that was too cruel mm. so she stopped it from happening yeah by you know saving killing finn so yeah. i'm like ooh, that 
adds a bit more of a sting of like yeah. you yeah. know how awful this thing is. Yeah. Well, you are gonna have to do it if you stick with your decision. Hmm. So I kind of like that layer to it as well. Yeah. All right. So then we are over with Octavia and Miller. Miller is bringing her her horse. Um, again, nice more Miller scenes. This is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Octavia wants to warn the village, and he, she hopes they'll leave in peace. But Miller's all worried that they won't leave, and they're, now they're sending their friends into an ambush. Um, and uh, you know, Lexa's not Lexa. Octavia's just like, well, if they do this and they attack them, then Lexa will have no choice but to attack, and everybody's just gonna die. Um, so good summary there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just I, I really do like uh, I'm I'm loving Octavia hardcore in this episode, and um, Miller's great, and this whole situation is so complicated, and Octavia's in such a you know torn place. She she points out the bells on the wrong side, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, their their relationship. I mean, we've always talked about how re- interesting their relationship is once they got to yeah. developing it yeah <laughs> um, and now i think this is whatever the consequences are of this yeah whole plot whether it, especially if it includes both of their survival yeah this is going to be like such a big thing that they're gonna have to work through yeah I especially do... if lincoln dies yeah like, yeah i do want to say so i'm not actually I, i've said it before on the podcast but in case nobody's someone hasn't heard i won't say the specifics but i'll say that the way that the trailer for the season ended I'm a little ups- more upset about that now, now that I realize how far into the season it must be. Um, you know what I'm talking about? I'm so glad I don't remember this. Okay, you don't remember this? All right. No. But I, I, like, I'm just going to, without, again, not saying specifics, I thought that what they were showing there would be, like, in the first third or so, and now it's like we're already in episode six and it hasn't even been happened yet. I'm glad I haven't rewalked the trailer, because who knows what else that was in there. But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't been watching the promos or anything. Mm. I saw this week's one because it went directly into it, and I wasn't even... Because the episode ends a little bit abruptly this week, I feel it like. It does. I remember texting, <laughs> and I was like, wait, was that it? Because yeah. I was watching it on a stream of oh. some kind, and it just <laughs> ended, and uh, I was like, Dan, is is this... Is that it? Mm. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. City of Lights. Uh, Jaha and Ali ask Raven to help them find version 2 of Ali's code. Okay, I'm intrigued by this Ali 2.0 idea. I was not... I didn't see that coming. No. Um, I don't really get... Like, if Ali 2.0 was supposed to fix Ali 1, I don't really understand why she wants that information. I'm assuming because she has... If she was designed to stop Ali 1... Mm. And she has, like, even greater control capabilities. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's how I read it, anyway. Interesting. So, I, I, it's interesting. So, Raven wonders what's what's going on. Like, what, what's wrong with version one? Um, she's asking questions, which I thought was interesting. It obviously leads to, like, interesting pieces of information coming out that she's asking questions. And I'm glad she's not just a mindless drone. Mm-hmm. But I am confused as far as OTAN going from zero to 60 in half a second and attacking his sister... Versus Raven, you know, she's still helping out, but she's seeming to be a little bit more hesitant or, you know, I don't know. Well, she's still herself. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's still, but then even so, Jaha's like, "Uh, like, don't, you don't trust, what was it he says? He's like, you don't trust me or you don't believe me or, he says something. Something to that degree. You're right. Yeah. She, She does let go of her questions pretty easily. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not like Raven's suspicious afterwards. She kind of gives up that entire line of questioning with a bit of a word from Jaha. Mm -hmm. So she gives in and she goes along with it. So I think maybe part of it of why Otan was so so quickly swept away is because uh, also he is a grounder and she is sky crew. So it could also be a thing of not just like Raven is strong. Raven is special. Special. Yes, she is very special. (laughs) But uh, Raven is already like so inquiring Mm. that she will not give herself up immediately. Yeah, I think the other thing that I will at least say is that we didn't really see Otan interacting with Allie in the same way. Um, And so, like, from an outward appearance, if you weren't seeing her interactions with Allie, I guess she is just doing what she's told to do. Mm. Um, I still think it's a little bit of, like, a plot hammer where it's just like, well, last time we needed Otan to be this quickly like this, and this time we don't need Raven. So I think it's a little bit of iffy, but I'm ready to let it go. Um, Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, we end the scene with Gaha didn't tell Raven that Ali was the computer that wiped out the entire world, um, which, again, is another example of she's not totally brainwashed yet because if she knew that, it, she, you know, she might be able to pull out of this. Um, it just, I think it's like a slowly moving thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we definitely get confirmation it's a slowly moving thing with uh, Jaha later. That's true. That's very true. Uh, okay, so now the uh, Sky Crew is prepping for "quote unquote" clearing the village, and Bell and everybody's loading up on ammo. Kane's questioning him about the mission. Bell's like, "We aren't trying to build peace with people who don't under- who only understand war." Um, blah blah blah. Bell's crazy <sighs> now. Bell. Um, <sighs> I don't know. <sighs> I hope they have a good plan for this in the long term. I I, yeah. I don't really I. I don't know what I want them to do, and I'm just not even really going to think about it. We'll see what happens, and then I'll decide if I like it. <laughs> yeah, that, I was going to say, we really don't have a lot of options here. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so Hannah and Monty are going on the mission, too. You know, Hannah isn't worried that he'll die on the mission because they have the big guns, and she thinks they're indestructible. Uh, Monty looks apprehensive about this, but yes, he's going. We've already talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Miller and his boyfriend, who we find out is Brian, hug goodbye, uh, since Brian is also going on the mission. He's one of Pike's hardcore farmer station people. Uh, anything you want to say there? I was hoping for a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we do. I think we have a tweet from US underscore TV underscore addicts that was saying that... Uh, I'll, I'll just jump to it now. Um, basically saying why... You know, it, in a show that is so upfront about representation, LGBT stuff, why is it, why are they doing that, you know? Yeah, at US underscore TV underscore your addict. I find it strange that Miller and Brian didn't kiss goodbye since it's a show that is so matter-of-fact with LGBT representation. Um, how do you, so, I, I would have liked to kiss, I agree with that. A, a hug is still nice, and it is, it's their first real scene. Like, they had, like, a half a scene before, but this is their first, like, this is even also still, like, half a scene. Mm-hmm. If they never have them kiss, I feel like that's strange. Um, but, I, they hug goodbye, I don't think that's, like, bad. No, that's, see, that's why I was like, uh, I think I'm being a bit, maybe, silly. I'm yeah. like, well, there's a bunch of people standing there watching, and... <laughs> Maybe they don't want to do PDA or whatever. I mean, whatever. I guess the, 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 people could say, like, we've had basically this scene before and we had Belle kiss Gina goodbye, but I Yeah, don't but know. that's because they were rushing Gina's importance to Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 all I'm going to say is, yes, I, I agree that it 
feels a little odd, and I, I hope that, that it doesn't continue this way because it just seems like a strength choice. And mm. I don't, you know, I, I just, I don't, people seem quick to jump to, oh, this means that they're homophobic against male gay people or, or something weird. Like I'm like, well, they clearly aren't. They wrote, they didn't have to write these two characters together matter-of-factly. I, yeah. I, you know... I by no means think it's that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think um, it's like, it's cool if the chicks kiss, yeah. but dudes kissing is gross. Like, no, that's not what I think that yeah. the showrunner I wasn't, I didn't want to insinuate that you thought that. I'm just saying I see, I've seen other people immediately jumping to that, and uh, I don't, I'm not jumping there. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Octavia comes to the village. Uh, the village is all mad at her because of the massacre, and they know she's Sky Crew. She tries to warn them. They take it as a threat at first and attack her. Um, and then Gabrielle, who's the little boy that she saved earlier, uh, basically comes to her rescue and saying that she saved him. So the village has like a meeting to discuss everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say there? Not really, other than... I <laughs> this went exactly as I expected it mm, to. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, consistency uh. in the grounders at least is good. Yep. Uh, we go back to the medical bay. Jackson's telling Abby that the pain relief isn't drug induced, so the levels are normal. So, given the reveal that later he is part of the City of Light, does that mean that it is drug induced, or is you know like I'm I'm a little unclear whether it actually is seeming like a drug or not. It could be, I don't, I, I don't think it is. And yeah. I think maybe that's why he went along with it mm. of like, no, I believe the science and what I saw. Like, I think he's still a scientific mind. Yeah. So yeah. he is like Abby's protege. Yeah. So I thought of it more as a, this was him before. And then this is him, you know, within a day. Well, that's a, good, that's a good point, because I, I, I was unclear on whether... So he says, we've been through so much, it's sometimes hard to recognize hope. Uh, the, does he go from that to getting the pill, or did he already have the pill when he said that? Well, weren't they testing it on a pill? Yeah. So I maybe couldn't... he took it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, interesting. I, I think it was a cool turn to... I mean, I'm, I'm sort of jumping ahead here, but I think it just makes sense to talk about it here. Uh, I thought it was a cool turn to reveal that he was involved in that, and... Um... Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Kane's all worried about the village and everything. He's blaming himself because that's what he does. <laughs> I was um, going to say, yeah, Kane. <laughs> that's how he do. He wants to reach Bellamy, but Pike's influence is too strong. He really believes he's doing the right thing. Abby says, you know, everybody always does. I thought this was a great discussion about this. Um, Can I just say, there are a couple thing, Kane-related things I forgot to mention, okay. or that I want to mention now. Yeah. So, first of all, how ham-fisted was it that the second that Jackson talks about hope to yeah. Abby, Kane walks in the door? Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, guys, uh, we get it. <laughs> we get that this is a thing that you're kind of setting up, meaning you guys, the writers. Like, well, see, okay. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he walked in right then isn't really what bothered me. Is more that they had to have her say, this is hope or whatever. And yeah, then, and then that the, mu- the music like swells up like it's a major <laughs> dramatic thing. I'm like, because I do want to take a step back and say, I like the beginning of their relationship and think they're cute. And I like that little moment. But the, that line and the music yeah. swelling was just silly. It, it hurt um, me yeah. as a viewer. I'm like, <laughs> come on, you could have done better than that. I mean, I also feel like they're at the point where she could have just kissed him. Uh, yeah. They're going, they're going Wait, pretty slow. It wasn't that she here. kissed him on the cheek. It was here. Yeah, she kissed him on the cheek. That's what. And then she says this. That was hope, and that's when the music swells. 
cute. They don't really... Ever since that... Other than that mystery woman that Kane slept with way back <laughs> in the pilot. <laughs> there yeah. really hasn't been any romantic behaviors from either of them. He's too tortured to want sex. He can't think about anything but his pain. Oh, of course. (laughs) Now, going back to what I forgot to mention earlier when it was Kane and Miller, when uh, Kane was distracting Mm. them, like, when they're still together walking down the hallway, Miller says something, like, uh, quippy about, like, bet you didn't think that you would ever ask me to be my thief self when you sent me down here. (laughs) And then... And then Kane, like, kind of grabs him, and he turns into his, like, serious, dark, kind of scary Kane, who (laughs) we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And I was like, ah, love it. Like, I love that they're not... I'm not saying they're going to use that part of him Mm. for any plot reasons anytime soon. Yeah. But I just like that touch of that guy is still in there. Yeah. I, I absolutely I absolutely hope that they do use that, but it's just that now the twist is that he's actually using it in the right direction. You know, I want him to go on the offensive to, like, when, at some point. I mean, he's not really in the place to be able to do that right now. But, uh, you know, I think he, he and Pike are going to have some words at some point. And um, <laughs> I have a feeling Kane is also another strong possibility for dying this season. I feel like he'll sacrifice himself or he'll, you know, be trying too hard and end up getting himself killed or something, but... God knows this guy wants to sacrifice himself yeah. <laughs> every turn. Just let him do it already. <laughs> uh, but I don't he want him to die. He resist and have other people sacrifice themselves before him so many times. <laughs> uh, but I really like him, so I don't want him to die, but I, I do think it's a strong possibility. Yeah. Um... Maybe part of the reason that they're having the Kane and Abby stuff move so slowly is because so many of the viewers are, like, teenagers and young adults, and this might remind them too much of their parents, especially (laughs) single, divorced parents or something like that. It's like, I don't want to see that. That's like my mom. Gross. (laughs) Well, I don't feel that way, but okay. (laughs) This theory of the week. (laughs) Oh, man. Alright, so back at the village, uh, they find out that both of Gavrielle's parents were killed in the massacre. Um, It reminded me of who, I forget who that kid was that Finn ended up killing back in the day. But you know what I'm talking about? That he, his parents died and he was part of Ton DC. Yeah, but that kid was like a teenager. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Whereas Gavrielle is a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so it looks like they're going to leave, but then Octavius sees there's a trap being prepared, and he gets knocked out. Moving this on. This girl's going to have so many issues. If she lives long <laughs> enough to be middle-aged, <laughs> she's going to have so many consequences of all these concussions that she's had in, <laughs> in her youth. Yep. Uh, so Raven's in the computer mainframe. Uh, why was the second AI in space, she asks. Uh, she says the creator needed more a more secure work environment because of me. Oh. Um, so Raven got out, gets Allie into the computer, then Jasper shows up and apologizes for stealing uh, Finn's ashes, which I didn't see that coming. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she seems totally cool with it, tells him, you know, Ja has the key, be happy like me, dot la di da da Exactly uh. in the <laughs> Anything else you want to add there? I was not. I also really wasn't expecting him to apologize. Yeah. And I really liked that they didn't forget that, especially since we didn't see them last week. Yeah. Him last week. I think that um, 
Jasper has been the most surprising arc for me this season, given... So, like, if you say you just looked at the premiere and you made predictions about where people were going, we really thought he would quickly go with really, really bad places. And it seems instead like he's just sad. I mean, like, he's clearly he's gone to bad places, but, like, he's not, like, I don't feel like an imminent doom of him doing something super crazy and ruining everything. Instead, it ended up being that Bellamy went off the deep end, <laughs> which I <laughs> well, think I'm is not, interesting. To be fair, I'm not, I agree, but I'm not willing to count Jasper out. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's, it's seeming more and more like he's just gonna merge into the City of Light stuff rather than, like start a war or kill monty or you know like something crazy that i was kind of expecting from the beginning but i'm not saying this is a a bad thing i'm just saying i'm surprised Mm -hmm. um all right so clark and emerson have a fantastic scene that i super love he talks about how he didn't destroy mount weather clark did he killed 381 people including the two kids that were his Uh, that hurt to hear yeah that was great that was really good Clark tries to sort of defend herself, say she has no choice. He doesn't really, like, let her say that. Um, and he goes, you know, I don't want mercy. I want revenge. You can kill me, Clark, but you're never going to escape what you did. Just great character stuff for both of them. Uh, great acting. Great lines. Everything that he threw at her yeah. it reminded me of kind of like what Bellamy threw at her last week. And mm-hmm. how she was a bit speechless. Yeah, yeah. And here it's like, no, she wasn't speechless. But she was clearly affected. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't really think Clark is who Clark was before that happened. I think that she, she's not able to defend herself because she doesn't believe in herself in the same way anymore. Like she kind of believes. I mean, she even says later, like, I don't deserve the relief that, that I would get from killing you. Um, she doesn't necessarily think she's worth all that much, and she's trying to do her best to help people where she can, and she cares about Lexa, but she's kind of a zombie. You know, yeah. like, um, <laughs> like Lexa will be <laughs> on Fear the Walking Dead. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I just really love this scene, and it was so hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I couldn't look away. Great, great character. I mean, like, and this is the kind of thing where it's like I can understand where some people. Well, I I get why some people would call this quote unquote filler, but this is like amazing character stuff, and mm-hmm. I I really love this. It's necessary. Yeah. I don't think we can have with a show like this. You can't have it be strictly action yeah it, it leaves an entire side of who these characters have been set up to be yeah. un, unfulfilled and they don't have the budget for that let's be honest that too <laughs> so clark and titus have another a nice another good clark scene um he wants to make peace with her uh he knows how much clark wants revenge and he's like maybe now you understand why blood must have blood is so important to us and why this is a mistake uh now this is an interesting thing so clark tries to defend herself and says you know emerson is guilty um wiping out all of my people for the crimes of a few is not justice and he throws out that you wiped out all of his people for the crimes they did to yours a few of them did to yours so i don't think clark is doing her best to come up with an argument and make herself believe in her argument i feel like but her argument doesn't make any sense because at minimum they should demand that the few people who did the crime pay for it and you know i i think that she she has to believe this because she doesn't want all of her people wiped out but um yeah she's on the other foot yeah <laughs> uh i just thought that was interesting uh he so titus wants help protecting lexa you know blood must not have blood will get her killed and she's like i can't you know help you start a war with my people blah 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 do you still see 
Titus as a rehash of Gustus? Um, we have uh, some tweets about that, so I feel like we okay. should wait for that. Well, we'll say we'll shelve that discussion for later. Yeah, yeah. A little teaser right here. <laughs> All right. So then Jasper and Jaha are meeting up. He wants Jasper wants to go to the City of Light uh, to fix his inner pain. Uh, Abby stops him and asks about the science behind it. And do you want to talk about the science part? I don't really. I mean, it's still kind of mumbo jumbo to me. But uh... <laughs> I mean, this is made up. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, you know, in a way. my neuro classes, this kind of makes pseudoscience yeah. sense. Pseudo-sense. Pseudo-sense, um, exactly. Uh, so Abby wants to test it for side effects. So would you give it to Wells without testing it first? Jaha doesn't remember Wells. <laughs> was jaw-dropping. Yeah. So... I think that there are they're really they really are leading into some really interesting philosophical discussions here about how can there be happiness with without sadness and if you wipe out the sadness then what are you and you're just numb and so I think it's it, it really I mean I do think it's all a, a, a it's kind of an, an interesting choice that they're so directly tackling heaven um, and you know if heaven was real and you didn't have any pain. Well, man, what's the point, in a way? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really heavy topic to talk about, but um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, this show hasn't shied away from uh, these kinds of topics. Yeah. Uh, I, for me, it was just... It definitely brought up the... Not, not just sadness, like what is happiness without sadness, but yeah. more directly, what is happiness without pain? Yeah, yeah. Like... If you don't feel, is it worth forgetting all the happy times? Yeah. If the source of the that happiness ended horribly, mm. like it also may, it makes you who you are. Like Wells without, I mean Jaha without memories of Wells is Jaha without almost without his fathering instinct. Yeah. Which yes, he cares about people, but that's more his chancellor side, not yeah. his father side. So. This is the side, like, him without his father aspect is yeah. what scares me about potentially leading to nuclear war part two. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say fans of this plotline might want to check out Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, yeah. Very similar idea as far as uh, have a relationship going great, ends terribly, uh, you can now wipe out that entire memory. Is that worth it? Is it worth it to lose the good in order to get over the pain of the bad. Very interesting philosophical stuff here. <laughs> yeah, very I, heavy. Did you see this coming? Did I see this coming? I absolutely did not see this coming. I feel like I should have, um, given that we, I, we've been talking so much about what it means about heaven and is it worth it to be in heaven if it's fake or, or you know, like, mm-hmm. is it wor- you know, is it worth it to be in the real life with the pain versus in the heaven space that is not even a real body and not even real life and you're drugged or whatever? I feel like I should have. This is the logical next step. I didn't see it coming, but it makes sense and it's great. Man, yeah. great stuff. Hey, this was for me. The highlight of the episode. Yeah, I get that totally. Yeah. Uh, so Abby's shutting Jaha down until, and she took all the pills until she can figure out what's going on here. Uh, so Abby goes through the bitter harvest. Um, mm-hmm. Octavia is tied up. So okay, so this I didn't really get the first time through. I was watching and I my rewatch. I was like, oh, okay, I get what they're doing a little bit more. They want to keep her alive and tied up and bring her to Polis 
so that after they kill all the um, people, like all the Sky Crew coming to attack, they can have her say, well, Sky Crew was coming to attack, so it doesn't just look like they killed some Sky Crew people, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. But she escapes and screams to a warning to Bellamy. Again, an interesting thing where it's like she can so she can very easily see what they're doing is wrong, but she cares about Bellamy. Um, I mean, it's like what Clark is yeah, yeah. in the position of. Like she just because she's really doesn't she doesn't want everyone to suffer the crimes of the few. Maybe Octavia yeah. is also not just her feelings, but like there's redemption there and yeah. once it happens you can't take it back yeah i do think um it's 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 kind of reminiscent of how raven was reacting when everybody felt like finn should die um you know what i mean as far as like yeah finn did something terrible but like i care about him so much i can't let him get killed you know mm-hmm. so they shoot these flaming arrows at the sap and create poison smoke uh, most of Sky Crew escapes, and Monty runs back to get Monroe, but Monroe dies anyway, and we find out her name was Zoe. Yeah, um, that was, can I just say, uh, that was confusing? I was like, wait, I thought he was saving Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe Monroe, the factory worker. I'm actually a little sad that her first name isn't Monroe, because I think that's like a cool, weird future thing that your first name would become Monroe. <laughs> I know, but... I mean, if Clark is a first name yeah. for a girl, why can't, I would have loved it if Monroe had become a first name yeah. for a girl. Even a guy. That's cool. Yeah. I think is that a first name for a guy already? Um, I'm I, I wouldn't be surprised, but that may not a common one. Um, I mean, there's a uh, there's a character on Grimm. Hmm. His name is Monroe. Interesting. Everyone calls him Monroe, but now I'm starting to freak out if maybe that's his, his first, first name, name or last name. Maybe his first name is Zoe. Who knows? <laughs> um <laughs> thought of that is really funny <laughs> i do want to talk about the killing of zoe um and that i do i'm not gonna say this is exactly an issue but i think it's worth talking about the fact that this season we've had um gina die nia die and monroe die and they're killing a lot of women uh, i mean obviously there have been 300 whatever people died too but as far as named characters who had lines um it's a lot of women uh i think it's worth mentioning uh they've clearly also killed a lot of men in other seasons but it as far as i can remember these are the main people who have died this season um i might be blanking on somebody but i don't know just something i wanted to point out i i, I don't think i i think that the monroe thing was a smart choice as far as it gives it some weight and that character it's it's the right of ima- it's like it's like it wasn't time to kill another major major character, but at least it gives it some weight. Whereas they just killed a random person who didn't even have a name, it wouldn't have any weight at all. Um, Let me put it in another context: the previous attack on the the massacre mm. of the Grounder forces, all ten of the of the Sky Crew attackers made it out uninjured and alive. Yeah. If it had happened again, yeah, I would have been like. There's, they're pulling their punches. Definitely, definitely. Well, we we saw it. We thought last time they were pulling their punches. So they did it again. It'll be super. Yeah, if they'd punch. done it. Yeah. Again, I would have been. And and pretty... let's 
pissed. <laughs> Let's point out the, the possibilities of who could have died here. I mean, you could have had, what, uh, uh, an Asian character, uh, a gay character. I mean, no matter what, if any of those people had died, people would have been able to point out representational potential issues there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because they have all these, they have a diverse group of people doing these things. Um, so, you know, I I don't personally think it's like, really an issue, given how many positive things they do for women on this show, but it is something to talk about and to keep an eye on. No? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Uh, we'll see what happens from here. I'm not really willing to say anything conclusive quite yet. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to Polis. And, oh, I should say Octavia is captured by the villagers. Somehow I missed that. I must have been tweeting or something, and I was like, oh, so I guess he's going to Polis. That's cool. Um... <laughs> And um, so at Polis, Clark mm-hmm. chooses not to kill Emerson. I don't deserve the peace that your death would bring me. I'd be killing you for what I've done, not for what you've done. Uh, they reiterate, blood must not have blood. He'll live haunted by knowing he's the last of his kind. And I love the... Mi- Speaking of, before we talked about the terrible music swell with the hope thing, now we have the awesome music swell of May You Live Forever. Oh, that was... <laughs> Part of me was like, Clark, that is really cold because... He admitted that you killed his children. Yeah, <laughs> like, I get it, but come on. He's he he's like her favorite person to be super badass cold with. <laughs> if you think yeah, about why she made him walk all that way without I, the. I was air. just gonna bring it up. Like, <laughs> hey, it's an eight-hour walk or nine-hour walk here. I'm gonna take away an hour of your air. <laughs> like, damn, oh, you fuck. hate him. <laughs> oh man. But that was chilling. Now, do you think we'll ever? Because of music. <laughs> do you think we'll ever see him again? I really hope not. Really, That's I want this to be it. Like, I feel like this is such a. What else, like? What else could they do with him? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think this would be a, a good end to him if we didn't see him again. But I don't. I don't. I think that I liked the character enough that I'm like, and that the idea of him being the last mountain man has a mystique to it. Where I'm like, if they found a way to bring him back in some way at some point. I wouldn't be against it. No. I suppose, but I would really like it if this was it. Yeah, I get that. All right, so Pike and Bellamy are talking about how Octavia basically led to two people dying. I don't even know who the other person was that died. Some random grounder. I mean, some random Sky Crew person. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, that they talk about, so the important thing here, I think, is that the ground was also poisoned, making the soil useless. Um, so these the grounders are smart here. This is some mm. smart stuff. So even if they didn't end up killing everybody, they they, they got what they wanted. They, you know, they stopped them from getting, they stopped Sky Crew from getting what they wanted. So they're upset about Octavia. Bell tries to defend her, but kind of fails. Um, and they're like, someone's giving her information uh, that we know it's Kane. We have to find proof. <sighs> Kane? No. I, <laughs> I mean, I, how, how long could it have lasted without? Yeah. I want to point out the nice layer of pike caring about proof um you could very easily see a version of pike that's just like it's kane we're locking him up but the fact that kane that pike thinks that that's necessary and wants to sort of follow some sort of law with his own people i think is great and yeah. uh, adds to him yeah i i was surprised but i thought it made sense yeah because first of all he is doing what he thinks is right yeah it's not like he's trying to be evil for the sake of evil yeah which I like that they remind us of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, furthermore, we don't know how tenuous 
maybe he's afraid of how tenuous a grip he has on this leadership. Mm. I mean, he was he felt threatened by Jaha until Jaha proved to be kind of a religious wackadoo. <laughs> um, not not that I'm saying everyone religious is a wackadoo. Um, I think that's exactly what you're saying. I am not. <laughs> Uh, not at all. I, I can't say that at the school I go to. Um, <laughs> and, but also just the fact is that with Kane, he, he was going up against Pike in the election. Yeah. And if, uh, maybe if Pike shows like, I'm still scared of him, people be like, well, maybe we did vote wrong. Mm, and this yeah. guy is about to be a dictator of some kind. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with Dick. but <laughs> Well, I think we already know that. <laughs> Uh, so we cut to Murphy being tortured for info about Clark by Titus. Uh, really cool little reveal here. Did not see this one coming. No, absolutely um, not. Really smart. Uh, he also wants information about the sacred symbol. Uh, but then we cut back to Allie um, and how Allie 2.0 isn't on the Ark. Uh, so they talk about how, you know, Allie knows that Becca went into space. Becca is her creator. But she's not. But apparently she wasn't on any of the 12 stations. And Yaha is like, ooh, the 13th. And Allie doesn't know about that because all the data was scrubbed because of it was bad PR, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and they blew it up. And so I thought that was really cool. I did not see this coming at all. So the, the big reveal here is that, you know, Polis is Polaris and the AR is missing. And that there's an escape pod uh, by Titus of from Polaris. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a great way to, A, connect the two things, to connect Polis to City of Light... Um, and I did not see us really delving back into the 13th station. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, awesome stuff. What do you, you got anything you want to this say? This is what I mean about this background world building. Yeah, yeah. Of like, you think that it's already as relevant as it could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And then they pull out something like this and it's so much more. Yeah. Season I, one, this is brought up. In. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and Unity Day when they're back on the ground and then more crappy stuff mm. happens on unity day like unity day is cursed let's just well no but unity I'm, that was season one unity it, season well, unity was was in season one right no but i mean now on season three when they were bringing up how like this is like a new unity oh day when yeah, joining, yeah. <laughs> when they were joining the yeah. um coalition and then shit stuff happened well now yeah that's weather. that's a good point because i now thinking back the fact they brought up the 13th station and the 13th clan thing um, makes Ooh. me think that they, they wanted to remind us um, and that this was going to be important again because some people probably forgot because it was season one. Oh, damn, clever. Yeah. Clever, clever, clever. Yeah, that was smart. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, people who are listening to this. <laughs> Maybe someday. Oh, we can dream. <laughs> so in the dead zone this week, we have Monroe and Random Sky Dude. Zoe um, Monroe. Zoe Monroe. I'm calling her Monroe because that's cool. Yeah, from now on, I'd like to do that. <laughs> um, May Monroe have a peaceful life and uh, her fight's over and that's sad. And um, I I liked that actress. You know, she didn't get, get a ton to do, but, uh, you know, she was fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay. So we are going to head into our feedback section. If you want to be part of our feedback section, there is a multitude of ways. I was going to say many, and then I said multitude. Yeah, I heard uh, multitude, um, and <laughs> that was... A multitude of ways to connect with us and have a good time. You can email us at the100pod at gmail.com. That's one zero zero. 
you can also check out at the 100 podcast on twitter you know, follow our tweets send us tweets and uh we'll see all sorts of stuff like me live tweeting and stuff and you can check out the100-podcast.tumblr.com. Check out our tumbling and uh, iTunes reviews. You guys have uh, kicked ass this week. We have five new reviews from people. That's super, super radical. Do you want to and read these ratings names? too? Yeah, super. So. Thank you. This is a really big help. Uh, we want to grow, so please help with that. Do you want to read the names of the people yes, from this week? Yes. So- Big thanks for the reviews uh, from Chalupa Del Diablo, Carly Renee, Zombie Girl, AVS Fan 91, and Hala Landmark. Thank you guys so much for reading those very kind, uh, leaving those very kind reviews. Yes, that was fabulous. It made my day multiple days because there were five of them. And thank you. Yes. All right. Emails? All right. All right, so jumping into our first email of the week, uh, they say, Hey, Dan Olga, my name is Rafaela. I'm a big fan of the podcast and have been participating in the discussion on Twitter under the u- username Kit Cosplay for a while. Uh, and I remember you. You've sent in lots of stuff. However, after this last episode, I guess it felt like 104 characters isn't enough. There's simply too much to discuss. Um, before I go on, I'm also just going to throw in that we did pare down this email a little bit, just for timing's sake, but thank you so much for everything you sent in. Uh, but moving forward. Um, starting with something small, I have to say I'm really happy with the show's decision to keep Emerson alive. I didn't expect uh, to be, but there is something poetic about knowing the last mountain man is out there, roaming, regardless of if he'll be present, uh, be a present threat to Clark and company in the future. But I like the actor. He really sells the love to hate villain type. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. I Great. I totally agree. The City of Light plot becomes increasingly more interesting with every new character they add to it. I wasn't that into it in the first eps, nor in the season two finale, but that might be because I don't like Yaha and I have a hard time taking him seriously. See Olga's thoughts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raven has me so conflicted, though, because I love her and it's good to see her not in constant uh, excruciating pain. The thing is, he has a dangerous skill set, and now Allie can use that. Bummer. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've seen... This is why they needed her. Not just because mm. she's strong and her coming over to the light side. <laughs> oh! Uh, uh, <laughs> you always make that noise. Anyway, <laughs> when you're being sarca- sarcastic with your laughter. Well, in any case, Allie knew that Raven is important, not just because she's influential in Mm. the Sky Crew Arcadia community, but also because she is a mechanic who is capable of... Apparently, they're only great mechanics. So. <laughs> she is a badass. And it's interesting. So we, we had predicted that she would come over, but I had didn't think the next step as far as what that would mean and having her skill set. So I thought that was a cool thing. I mean, we never knew there was an Alley 2.0. Yeah, or... yeah. I mean, it does make sense, though, because we're kind of leaning towards the whole Allie wants to get everyone into the City of Light and then blow up the Earth again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Theory. Allie. Yeah, so with that, I mean, she how is she going to blow up the Earth? Jaha doesn't have those skills, and if there's a nuke now on the ground, mm. thanks to Jaha, who's going to set it up? I do want to say while we're talking about Allie, and we'll get back to the email in a second, but I I don't I don't mean this to be mean in any way. I'm not super loving the performance personally. I don't think it's bad, 
but there's a few line deliveries here and there. I'm just like, I know they like they want her to be robotic, and so it might be direction too. But like, there's some things where it just it seems like a little silly robotic as opposed to like cool AI creepy. I feel like I've seen better versions of this character. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree, but I don't hate it. I, I mean, yeah. for me, it's a thing of like, well, they're succeeding. She's kind of a scary robot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So back to the email from Cosplay, Rafaela. Uh, theory time. Uh, please tell me I'm not crazy. I feel very strongly about this. As of this episode, we know Allie had an eye on the Ark from the get-go. She wants to access the technology that she believed was hidden in their systems. However, she did not know about the existence and eventual extinction of the 13th Station. Uh, so her information is either incomplete or outdated. This rules out my initial idea that an evil AI had been walking and manipulating things in the Ark all along. Now, I believe... The only reason Allie would be interested in the system of systems of the Ark is if it were to help the City of Light plan, or if it were somehow a threat to it. Given the fact that the City of Light seems to be running just fine and recruiting is and recruiting to boot, fucking Doctor Jackson, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm inclined to think the threat that the the threat part is real that it poses a threat to her. Uh, on to Polis or Polaris, I guess. And uh, in that creepy-ass scene of Titus lacking Murphy for information, we all got so caught up with the pod reveal that we missed some pretty interesting stuff. The room they were in seems to be some sort of sanctuary with odd drawings on the walls that resemble the style of ancient cave paintings. One of them shows the figure of a woman surrounded by light. It's hard to describe. You'll know it when you see it. I went back and I saw it and I was like, oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> here is what I'm thinking. What if Ali's creator escaped to one of the space stations before her creator could nuke us up. It makes sense because they would send people who had this kind of knowledge up there. I don't think these stations uh, were filled with Gun and Mary types from down the street. Stations were probably filled with scientists and astronaut types. So, Ali's creator, Becca, uh, was in a space station possibly trying to figure out a way to shut Ali off. Something bad happens that causes friction between the 13th station and the others. Maybe they found out 13 was responsible for Alley, so the other 12 stations decide to destroy it, uh, and someone escapes in a pod to Earth. By someone, I mean the creator, Becca. I don't know how long she was in space for, but she and the other geniuses are probably trying to work out a way to enhance resistance to radiation. Maybe there were there were human trials. Black freaking blood, guys. I know it, how it sounds, but it could be... Anyway, super smart black-blooded lady, meaning Becca, uh, falls from heaven and a pod onto a destroyed planet with very few survivors. He becomes their leader, and maybe they call her the Commander? Uh, throw in a couple of generations with scarce ways to pass down accurate information, if the person in charge would even want them to uh, want to encourage that. Maybe they were counting on forming this new culture. We've got the recipe for a hyper-mythologized new culture, especially... Uh, thanks to radical people who misinterpret things to suit their faith slash beliefs, like Titus. All right, so that's where we're cutting off the email. Um, lots of great stuff there. I totally think I'm totally on board with this. That um, personally, that Becca is the first commander. Uh, I I think that she easily could have the night blood because of things like you're saying. Um, I'm personally very much inclined to agree with you, especially because if one pod came down from Polaris, it's Becca. We don't know anybody else who it could be. <laughs> like, yeah. it makes sense. Um, what are your thoughts here? I, so at first, you, you brought up, like, a theory like this yourself. Yeah. To me, when we were talking on the phone, 
pre-emails. Yeah. And at first I was like, nah, I don't think so. And then I, and then reading this email, it's kind of sat with me. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm on board with everything but the black blood mm-hmm. thing. I can see that. I, yeah. I think that might be a like over time. One of the commanders had this, yeah. and then they were like, "Wait a minute, maybe this is everybody who's a meant to be commander has this." But it was just a result of like radiation over generations. Mm. Um, so, other than the trial, like radiation resistant trials, I am really on board with this theory that Becca was the first commander. And and you mentioned something about hearing that uh, Jason was saying how lifespan was really short. Well, yeah, right directly after that people would probably only live to like 19 or 20 or something and so think there were it, like we think of 100 years as like one or two generations or whatever but for them it would be many generations over those those years would yeah. pass yeah. Uh, and so you can have a new culture form up much quicker um, which I do hope they get into more directly on the show and I think that we're leading in the right direction from them to talk about that kind of thing um, I do want to say though that the one piece of it is that is still confusing is the timeline as far as how directly like so when did they when did Becca go to the 13th station um, did the people I'm confused about as far as did the people on the arc were they are were they just people living in space and then they happened to survive because there was an apocalypse or did they escape to the space stations and then if they did how long was it before the arc was created and therefore Becca went back down because how did Becca survive so directly after? the apocalypse when everything and how would they worship her so directly so like unless there was like a 30 year difference between when the explosions happened and when the arc was formed i don't really get how they would have already lost their culture when becca came down this was exactly my issue yeah when there, we first talked about yeah this. there are confusing things about what the timeline is i feel like i feel like if they're they, they are planning to go into this i feel like they will try to explain it as much as they can i think they need um, to the part at of least it, somewhat, at least somewhat, touch on more yeah. timeline stuff. The part of it that that make that does about that question that does make me think maybe that, that she's right about the night blood thing is that that would maybe explain how Becca survived um, mm. if she was experimenting on herself. Yeah. Um, so that's a possibility. I also talked um, on Twitter about how like it's it would be kind of weird if they worshipped her because she came from the sky. But then the sky people came down and they were like, we're going to kill all you people. But then there was a lot of time that <laughs> yeah. came between yeah. then and... Um, but they still think of it as the sacred symbol and all that stuff. So there's like a weird... this weirdness. There's um, definitely weirdness. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But great theory, Raffaella. Thank you so much for yeah. sending it in. Yeah. Shall we, right. Do you want to read Brooks? Yes. So this email is from Brooke. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. I know it might be too early for finale predictions, but I'm going for it anyway. <laughs> With all of this City of Light business and how Jaha couldn't remember Wells and how Raven couldn't remember who Finn was to her, it's all making me think about the City of Light. With all of the pain receptor talk with Abby, we found out how those wafers work. And if you are taking away pain, you're taking away the risk of the pain that comes along with love. So they're completely taking that possibility out of there. And the other thing is that you know how Lexa has a tattoo of the sacred symbol means that she will most likely be the one to save everyone from this artificial light that they'll be living in. But she won't be able to do it alone because she needs love. And guess who that is? Am I swaying you to Klexa yet? So (laughs) 
this got long. Sorry, but it makes so much sense. Okay, thanks. Bye. That wasn't long at all. Comparatively to other people. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. that was great. That was that was a good length. Um, thank you for your thoughts. Um, I went and looked back at the Le- at the Lexa tattoo stuff. I didn't see. Maybe I just missed it. I didn't see the sacred symbol. Um, her symbol does sort of potentially point to um what happened with Polaris falling to the ground. It's confusing. I mean, I think intentionally it's still a little bit ambiguous about what they're going with there. Um, I, I, I can, I, as Alexa fan, I would certainly like to see a a version of this where she's the one who saves them from the city of light. I still am of the opinion that she won't make it through the season, but I hope to be wrong. Prove me wrong, please. I really hope that our, I'm going to, totally hate on fear i'm gonna even more strongly hate watch fear the walking dead (laughs) guys in this um (laughs) anyway we touched on this a little bit in our our discussion about how forgetting you know the pain and heaven and everything uh and happiness but strictly addressing lexa and clark and love Mm. i feel like that's a bit too on the nose or well yeah, I was going to say, like, obvious, but yeah, on the nose means mm. the same thing. Of This show doesn't really deal with that. Like, that's people's background motivation. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be the, um, the method with which they would solve this problem. You know what I mean? Like I, that. I guess I get what you mean, except I do think that the struggle of love and duty is, like, very core to who Lex's character has always been from the get-go as far as, like, you can't love because that's weakness and now she's opening herself back up to it again. Also, the fact that that this City of Light thing is so directly connected with losing love or forgetting love or whatever is a possibility that they'd go somewhere like that. I don't know if they'd go with it with Clark and Lexa with, like, a ship thing. I would be actually more... I would maybe make it make more sense with like Bellamy sacrificing himself for the love of Octavia or something like that. Um, I can see them maybe wanting to do more of that kind of thing because I, you're right that I don't think that they would make a ship type thing, like the climactic moment of the finale. Yeah. Um, that would be a bit too much of a deus ex machina. Yeah. I I will see. We'll see where it goes with that stuff. I, I am wondering, as we're getting more and more into people questioning Lexa and whether she's being distracted and can't do her job because of Clark, how that what, what that says representation-wise, that, that it's... And no one is saying because you're a woman, which helps. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, that is a general thing that I feel like is usually more of a... Th- struggle they paint women into of like oh you can't do your job because you're too in love with someone that you don't usually see that with guys but i I still like the storyline it's just a little bit of a worry point for me yeah but we'll see yeah anyway thank you so much brooke yeah all right so we have guess what's one one long tweet here that uh, responding to the gustus stuff you asked about earlier Mm -hmm. Uh, because i was saying i'm worried that Titus is, uh, you know, going to be a redo of Gustus. And in, ca- in case anybody doesn't remember, Gustus was so worried about protecting Lexa that he, like, quote-unquote, betrayed her and tried to destroy the coalition with uh, the Sky Crew, and then he, he, ended, he ended up having to get killed because of bad stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm so good at recapping things. <laughs> yeah, great job. <laughs> uh, okay, so at Stephanie 
Uh, at Steffi, I'm sorry. At Steffi AB says, in response to is Titus Augustus Redo, I don't think so at the moment because I believe he is more aware of their history. First Commander and Lexus Tattoo uh, being the code. He might be a religious zealot that we've been expecting. His own head tattoos might explain that further. The unknown at present is Lexus' knowledge of all of this. Perhaps he's keeping info from her. He, he was the flamekeeper for four commanders. I don't know what this flamekeeper thing is. I tried to look it up and I didn't find anything. So I don't know if it's a hundred thing or if it's something I'm just missing. I, I but... think it, the way I read it is like advisor slash the person who is using the past of like not just an advisor, but someone who specifically using traditions. Yeah. Like is the keeper of their books almost of like yeah. the keeper of their histories. Yeah. He keeps the flame lit, especially mm. if it might tie to the woman emerging from the pod and yeah. amongst light, you know, like that was the flame and he's the keeper of the flame, but things got mm. morphed over time. And I don't think that he's so much a religious zealot as he is a like, Kind of, uh, we do things as we do them, as our people have always done them. A cultural zealot. Yes, yeah, yeah. A conservative, Uh, so to speak. (laughs) Um, I do want to say, so as far as him versus Gustus, what it come, what it like, what it smacks of for me is something that I see a lot of showrunners do, which is they do a storyline that it's like a little side thing that go that finishes quickly, and then they maybe look back at that and they're like. There was more there. Maybe we should redo it and and flesh it out. Because yeah. um, that I, I do feel like like the Gustus thing was a one episode thing. There was interesting stuff there. I do think this is kind of a redo, but now they're they're adding layers to it. Um, and so I'm I'm okay with that. If they did it constantly, it would get annoying. But like um, this is something that I see a lot of showrunners do, where they're like, you know what, we should have mined that for more. Even if it's a little bit of a redo, it's worth it because there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So no, no, that's just, yeah, that's my that. feeling. All right. All right. Are we good? Is our yeah, fight sorry over? Sorry if we missed anyone, any of your tweets. Yeah. Yes. Thank you guys for all the feedback, for the reviews, for everything. It's been really great getting to know all you guys and hear your theories and everything like that. Um, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. We have to go get ready because Dan and I are going out tonight. We're going to the Ice Nation Ball. Exactly. <laughs> Also known as a winter formal. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to my college's winter formal, so not as exciting. No. (laughs) At least I don't think there will be any murder there. (laughs) But I would like to meet Roan, so, (laughs) you know. All right, thank you guys for listening. May we meet again. May we meet again.